3: from Jake and Joe's in Waltham, this is the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll have special guests and you can get caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light, famous among friends. Also sponsored by Bletzer & Bletzer PC, developing long-standing relationships with the clients we serve since 1959. McGovern Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, driven by you. And by Village Bank, your village, your bank. Now it's time to talk BC football. With the head coach Steve Adazio, here's the voice of the Eagles, John Meter Perrell.
2: 27-yard attempt from the left hash out of the hold of Jeff Smith. It's a good snap. It's a good kick. It is up and it is good. He got it at the buzzer. Colton Lichtenberg take a bow! Boston College 45. Louisville 42. The Eagles have stunned the Cardinals. Oh, what a great day it was in the Derby City. Good evening, everybody. Great to have you with us on the BC IMG Sports Network. At Jake and Joe's in Waltham, it's the BC Football Show. With the coach, Steve Adazio, I'm John Perel my broadcast partner, Pete Cronin. Coach, it makes all the difference in the world. It was a showcase game for you guys offensively. You pounded them at the point of the attack. I like your quote earlier today. You said, the food tastes better, the sky is bluer, the sun is shining more. And it's almost like you can breathe again, right?
1: <laughs> well, it's all about winning. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to get a, a great win on the road. I mean, I think the most satisfying thing is the fact that we had to go on the road and we played a really good football team in their home stadium with the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And we had to go in there and beat them. And in the process, you know, we were able to put 45 points on the board, which is the second most points scored since we've been in the ACC at Boston College against a bona fide team. And uh, our kids did it with sheer guts and will, and and, and, and you know, I'm really proud of them. I mean, you know, they're really resilient, and, uh, um, you know, I thought take a took a great step in terms of confidence, and, uh, and, and and it was really good to see.
2: Was there ever a point in that game where you said, all right, we got these guys right where we want them, let's go for the knockout punch? Pete and I looked at each other at 42-28 BC, and we said... You know what they're going to win this game did you have the same feeling
1: I did I thought we had a lot of momentum we went up two scores and we actually had a chance maybe to put it away a second time where we had Kobe or Jeff I can't remember which one was wide open and we missed him but um you know the problem is when you're playing that guy he was putting the team on his back and I've been around guys like that before and you could see it in his eyes and um you know it was making me nervous because you see on defense we had to defend they've they've got a pretty sophisticated throwing attack and then they're running triple option football and that's two different animals and you got you're trying to play covers to defend the pass at a pretty sophisticated level and then you're trying to rally up to play the triple option run fits and they're running some of these runs on third down so they were creating fits and, and very few teams could do it like they could do it because this guy can make anybody miss yep. and he was on and so, you know, I just felt like, okay, especially at the end, you know, we're sitting there saying to ourselves, you know what, let's drain the clock, kick this thing, and give them no time on the clock and force the issue here right now, you know? Well,
0: it was pretty clear that, like, it was in the fourth quarter, clock was starting to wind. It looked like he said, hey, get out of my way. I'm going to go win this thing. Yeah. And he almost did. Yeah. And uh, it's very hard to describe the spectacular skill that he displayed in the open field. Just, just, I. Can't, can't describe it it was just tremendous
1: yeah, to watch it was something you know i mean uh that that's what makes the win super special because we didn't beat a great team without their best player we beat a hell of a team with their best player giving us their best shot and um and that's satisfying and we had in our process we'd lost our starting quarterback and darius came in and did a great job but we lost our starting quarterback and um so I think it just spoke to the grit and determination of our team in all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. And at the end, we had to make one more play. On defense, we made one more play. You know, we, we came, uh, Hamp Cheevers had to come in the game. We were cramping up. We were gassed on defense. And he came in. He hawked the ball out. And then Cam picked it off. And then Cam got it knocked out. And then Ike <laughs> jumped on it. like, that was, wow. It was
2: a wacky sequence. You know, but but, it,
1: but we, had to make, we had to make more plays in them at the end. And we had to do that. And I, and I thought that was the great thing to watch our kids do you know and um you know i think some of the effects of you know the challenges of our schedule and everything you know started to help us as is you're you know you're you're getting more used to being in those kinds of games you know and uh, but <laughs> i mean harold was at half speed and you know we're you know we're paper thin and 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 the most biggest challenging thing right now is, you know, we got a lot of juice and a lot of energy out of that win, but, you know, we're week eight right now, you know, and, and, and we gotta, we got to gas it up again here right now and get on the road and find a way to get another win.
0: Well, we knew going into the game, <clears throat> you had said it you, throughout the course of the season, it, you know, the game comes down to a handful of plays. you got to make the plays or you don't, and it shows up on the scoreboard. And uh, last couple of weeks had opportunities and missed them. This week, talk about the Cheever's situation he comes in the game and i look at his numbers and he's he's a he's 59 and he's got a 64 receiver on him that i said on the air i said this is the mismatch that that is going to backfire on bc and he got beat on the slant but then he tomahawks the thing out and i'm like i like wow now that that is a big time football play big yeah. time play
1: yeah. i mean he has a knack for making those i mean he's probably a buck 70 with rocks in his pocket you know <laughs> <laughs> but he's a he's a heck of a player young player i mean as he gets a little more physically developed he's got all the skills that you have to have but right. you're right i mean you know and, and and we had guys will harris is cramping up can't go or trying to get an eye i mean it's crazy you know you it really is i mean it's it's uh but that's you know we're you know we're, we're playing really good football teams right now and you got it and you got to hat it up and you got to go you know
0: well that's good lead, great lead into my next question We made the observation going into the game, you play in an iron conference. Mm -hmm. You play in the iron division of the iron conference. Mm -hmm. You play against, you got four iron opponents, one's a crossover. You've played two of them, throw in Notre Dame, with some of the best front sevens in college football. And where would you, I know where I put them, but in that mix, Clemson, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Louisville where would you put their front seven it wouldn't be ahead of those front those other three so it, it occurred to me you guys are thinking you know something we've been here we've played against the toughest these guys we're gonna knock them down we're gonna blow we're gonna blow them away and you came out in the second half and that was a really impressive first series in the second half
1: yeah I mean we felt we needed to do that I mean we felt like you know what our goal was to try to get tempo going see here's here's a couple of the key things key things were we ran 87 plays in a game we were having a much higher five of uh i don't know
2: what nine, it nine for 18 nine on for i i'm sorry
1: nine for 18 on third down we were the able to keep number. the chains moving and so we were able to start to wear them down a little bit and i felt like in the second half okay our guys felt like coach we can knock them off the ball right now yep. and, and 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 that's when and then you know aj and, and john both were, were coming at them hard and, and and they were wearing down i mean that's just the facts and and that was what we wanted to do but the key to that early was a good first and second down mix of run and throw and we had some critical four oh wait a critical fourth and one where we threw a naked pass on them and just try to really mix that in there but 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 keep peppering away at them a little bit you know and and, and making them work the field and run and and you know and, and try to get them to have to substitute more so you know that was critical and and we were able to do that so you know, worked out pretty well. they're they're You know, when I watched the game tape, you know, watching them, I mean, they're they're pretty they're pretty athletic and physical too. Now, I mean, you, know, you watch them. You know, and some of the plays like that AJ made were pretty incredible because we were coming after them pretty good, blocking them, and and those guys, to their credit, on I mean, they got some good players over there now. I'm just telling you.
2: Oh, absolutely. Well, the, the AJ Dillon 75-yard run, I think, was the, one of the best runs i've ever seen in person it'll go down to bc history as one of the top five probably best ever um outside of that 75 yard run he just gained seven yards every carry was that just a product of his pure will or the men up front pete gave his game ball the o line they looked like they dominated the line of scrimmage
1: Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, it was a combination of both, all of the above. I mean, it was at times look like beautiful, like when when he burst into the end zone and Chris Lindstrom lined up in the backfield and we ran a power set. It it was stopped at the line with a corner fire where he takes the guy with one hand, throws him to the ground, and then from a dead stop proceeds to outrun everybody to the end zone, which shows you the kind of flat top end speed. What a
0: combination.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and don't forget Travis and John Hillman. I mean, John Hillman had some really big-time plays in that game now. I mean, he had some critical catches, so he had a big touchdown run himself where he was really going after them, so, and Travis did too. So I, I think you're seeing that. I think the, if we've got to keep the offensive line healthy, you know, they've they had two weeks of sort of gelling and no one, I did not want to say it, but no, no one has missed practice, you know. Yeah. And, and I think that's critically important right now because, you know, you trying to get some chemistry there. And, um, and I think Anthony ran the ball really well and hard in that game. I mean, we ran some read zones with him, some quarterback runs with him, and, and he did a great job. And then and, and Darius came in, and he, and he did a great job managing that game as well, with great touch on some of these nakeds when he was getting pulled up and he had to find the window on them. So, you know, I thought that, I just thought our defense, our offense, our special team, we won that game as a team, as a team. Everybody had to dig in. Everybody had to make plays when they had a chance to make plays. As Pete said, we made – there was a series of plays on both sides of the ball on special teams that we made. Yeah. I mean, you just watch the tight ends put their foot in the ground and get vertical on some of these catches and just stuff like that, you know. And, and I mean, we, we had a great opportunity to block punt. We actually overblocked it. I mean, you know. <laughs> we I mean, all thought it, you got it. Yeah, I mean, we thought we had it too. I mean, we, we overblocked it. you know we went beyond it almost and and so you know we're right back in a meat grinder this week we're playing a five and one virginia team that's got a lot of confidence i mean and uh, we've got to go to their place and 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 that's what football is right now we just got to rally up have a good week of practice Um, i'm real conscious right now of how many reps are going on in practice Um, in week eight with no bye i'm really you know, it, it's it's a it's a tug because we've gotten better because we've practiced really physically and hard, but we're getting to the point where, you know... It's getting there. we got to probably have to be a little smart this week. You know, we've got two games in the next however many days, so we got to be careful here. a
2: quick turnaround with Florida State on a Friday night. Where do you stand, I know it's only Monday, with Anthony Brown and his sore shoulder?
1: Well, it's a good question. I don't think I'll really have the answer to that, you know, until I'll have a better answer tomorrow. I mean... I don't know what that's going to bring. I really don't. Um, Got the same
0: injury that Marie just uh, a
1: redo. Same shoulder, a little different injury, and um, I just think that you know, I think he 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 felt a lot better today, which is a good thing. Good, and we'll see how productive that can be tomorrow. Uh, I think Darius did a great job. I thought that uh, he really did a phenomenal job. And uh, we just got to be ready for both these guys to roll. And, and, and you know, you kind of, you guys know, you, we talk every Monday, Like, I think our kids have just flat gotten the mindset, like, you know what, whatever it is, we're going to find a way. Yeah. We're going to roll. I mean, because every week, it, not that that doesn't happen to a lot of teams, but we've had it at a fair high, high frequency. I think we're dealing with this every week right now. And, you know, just got to roll. Got to find a way to get get a win on Saturday no matter what it takes
0: one thing though that we observed looked like a little bit of a different approach Saturday uh, atypical in that it you begin to throw the ball a little bit not high risk stuff but through the ball to set up the run right and then later when when is uh, in the game it looked as though you were calling plays that were going to be easy for him to make the kind of he was a left-handed quarterback you rolled him a lot you' ran that wide drag to death they couldn't stop it but it was it looked like you really were playing to the strengths of your, of your players in that particular in that particular play selection
1: I thought Scott did a great job with that because that's difficult and, and you know you're're you're, but yeah we had you know one of our things last week was we've got to get the ball into the hands of the guys that can make the plays and then we've got to be able to manage the personnel changes that we've had to manage and so I thought he did a great job and the staff did a great job of consciously doing that you know when Darius came in we had to give him an opportunity to get going and, and, and be successful and uh, you know I thought that got managed well and then manage the game at that point as well you know we don't need to be in high risk situations at that point in time when we seem to be able to move the thing down the field on them you know so all those things came into play. I think the beautiful thing was I said earlier in my press conference, I think the things that we've talked about on this radio show and the promise and the future, we got another good glimpse into that. For me to say we're not going to be on any more roller coaster rides, I, I you know, I'm not going to say that, but I, I think everybody got a good glimpse though oh, yeah. of what we said we think we can we can do. I think you, you know, you've seen it and then you saw it in a little bigger fashion on Saturday. So it's clearly there. And now it's just a consistency thing, and we've just got to keep working at it, you know?
2: It's emerging, that's for sure. It was a beautiful thing. BC 45, Louisville 42. This is the BC Football Show from Jake and Joe's in Waltham. we got a couple special guests lined up for you as well tonight. Chock full of BC football talk and other BC sports talk as well with the coach Steve Adazio. Second and 25. Wolford back to throw, rushes on, pass loose, and picked up by John Johnson at the 11-yard line. Oh, they brought the thunderous
3: heat, and the Eagles capitalized. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meter A
2: little sneak preview as our next guest. We're waiting to hear from the great John Johnson, now a member of one of the hottest teams in the NFL, the L.A. Rams, as he's patrolling their secondary. We're getting him lined up here with Coach Adazio, Pete Cronin. I'm John Mita-Parrell. BC's celebrating a three-point nail-biter against Louisville. Coach, everybody's buzzing about A.J. Dillon and his future, but I heard you earlier today in your press conference, Chris Lindstrom was named the ACC Offensive Lineman of the Week, and he's playing at another level right now, as you called it, why is he so fierce at the moment?
1: He's an animal. I mean, honestly, the dude loves football, okay, and he's one of those guys now. He wants to, you know, bite your head off. I mean, that's the <laughs> way he plays, you know, and he's got the physical size and mass to go along with it now, as we've been talking about. You know, everybody talked about that, and I kept saying, well, one day, one day, you know, people tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here it is, and, and he's playing at a pretty darn high, and he's playing two positions.
0: Well, you, you make a good point. I, I know – this is kind of a loaded question but all the great ones offensive linemen always wanted to bite your head off and that's an attribute that not a lot of offensive linemen have right so when you get one it's special oh yeah
1: Yeah. I mean he you know I mean he's one of the guys that you know he wants to get after you now I mean he's got that different gear he's got a defensive mindset and um, and he's just a great kid and he loves football and I'm just really enjoying watching him blossom you know. well, I remember watching him in recruiting
0: film when they when you had, uh, made the announcement it was recruiting the national intent day we were watching the film and the one thing I noticed about him was finishing blocks right. get on you and he finished it and he didn't finish it nicely so I, and, and I'm just curious is that, that that has to be infectious
1: there's no question it's raising the level of play see. We went through a little transition. You know, John Baker was a leader of that offensive line. He's still trying to be a leader, but, you know, it's hard he's not playing. Chris had to really kind of almost accept that a little bit, and he, and he started to do that. He's not naturally a, um, an overly outgoing guy that way. But with his play, I think he's elevating. His young brother's going to be exactly the same way, by the way. They were raised that way, you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, it's just, I, I think it, without a doubt, is, is raising the level of play. And, this, you know, Ben Petrullo's got a lot of that in him, too, now. And, uh, you know, I think Chris will draw the best out of Ben with that as well. You know, and that becomes infectious. And John Phillips and Sam Schmoller are raising their level. And, you know, that's what you're hoping to see. I mean, that's, that's the name of the game. And as we get every one of these guys back, plus Baker, plus, don't forget, Elijah Johnson was a true starter as a true freshman. And he's coming back. All these guys are going to give us an opportunity to, not that we're in the middle of it now, but I'm saying we have a really, really bona fide real future up front with the offensive line here. And uh, that's going to be a really nice thing. It's gonna, you know, the depth we'll have will be great, you know, because Elijah is extremely big, powerful, and athletic. And everybody's forgot, right? He's been gone since spring ball, but I haven't because that dude right there can play, Okay. And, you know, we're going to get Shane Leonard back at some point, whether it's this year or next year. But I'm real excited about the future and with John and Chris being the main leaders on this thing. And then Alec, his young brother, is going to be, I'm telling you, he might be more of an animal than Chris. He's, (laughs) He's just undersized like Chris was. I mean, now he's 264. He came here at 240. He's now 264. Something about
2: that 240 thing with, yeah, that,
1: right? with the Lindstroms. He'll be he'll be <laughs> 270 in spring ball, he'll be 280 to start the season next year, and then you know what's going to happen, right? And then he's going to then you're going to see something really unbelievable there.
2: It's going to be it's going to be very fun to watch and yeah. Patrulo what he's doing, the apex of your line, freshman quarterback, freshman center, only team in the country With that operation going right now. And and a
1: tailback that's a freshman.
2: And a a tailback that's a freshman. So you've got three guys right up the middle. What has Patrula done to improve?
1: He's just getting more and more comfortable making the calls and setting the block combinations and then snapping and stepping, you know, snapping and being the same player. You know, he's just each week you're going to get more and more comfortable, and that's what you've seen him do. I mean, he's gotten more comfortable. And uh, I think that guy's going to be a heck of a player. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, I mean that's, I mean that's obvious. Yeah, I we, think you will we
0: talked about it last week. Is the you know you take the Notre Dame effort out, throw that one to the side <clears throat> against some very tough competition, the Boston College football brand seems to have reemerged. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of calls last couple of days from all over the country, uh, commenting on the Boston College brand of, of, of aggressive football, and I've been, I was scouting. Uh, uh, Virginia today and they're talking about hand on the ground, downhill, no messing around don't get the advantage with formations and all this stuff, just line up and knock you off the ball and I, that's got to be working to your favor
1: I mean that's who we are and that's what we want to establish and you know and what we would like to do along the way is you know, continue to increase our passing game and our skill players which we have more athleticism than we've had in a long time and we've got to get that performance level up there where we're making if we can make more plays down the field to go hand in hand with the running game that's when we'll start to become a dynamic offense and that fit, that piece is not all the way there yet I think we've seen the tight ends you know becoming more and it's got to be more consistent We've seen the offensive line come more and that's got to be more consistent and then we've got to get those and we've seen the quarterback run game starting to come back a little bit but now we've got to get that downfield throws we've everybody you know we got to connect on a handful of those downfield throws to get those chunk yards and to get these people off of us a little bit but we got a heavy focus on that And we have had a heavy focus on that but we've we, it's not where it needs and, to be yet.
2: And you got a you said it on signing day, February first, two 2017, transformational recruit, A.J. Dillon, game-breaker, presence. Looks like he's ready to play immediately. You're prescient with that. Look, as we said earlier, it could be one of the top five backs BC's ever had. He's got a lot, lot of football to play. But he has every moving part, doesn't
1: he? Yes. You know, size, speed, mindset, you know um, – yeah I mean he does and, and he's getting more and more comfortable and he'll get better and better and you know right now you know there's only you know he, he, he only goes so many plays and he needs to come out yep. and, and then he goes back in and we've got to manage that and and, and John has been phenomenal I mean John's a very talented back and uh, and he's been great he's taken AJ under his wing and done a fabulous job with him and then Travis this Travis levy now I'm telling you don't sleep on him now he is a difference maker. Yeah. And um, you saw bits and pieces of that, but that's a 190-something pound guy that next year is going to be a 200-something pound guy who's electric. So, you know, we've got some guys there. You know.
2: And there's a guy on the phone yeah. with us now. One of the greats, John Johnson, one of the great safeties to come through Boston College now in the secondary for the LA Rams. Hey, John, how are you? I'm doing all right. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening to you, man. Your your proud coach is very happy about your success. We all are. Must be feeling pretty good, John.
4: Oh, man, it's great. Uh, Just to be out in L.A. on top of all of the the things that are happening to me right now is just beautiful. So I appreciate the support.
1: We're really proud of you, John, and, and, and what you've done. And, you know, none of us, you know, in the football building are surprised because, you know, obviously we felt that passionate and strong about you your work ethic, your preparation, your character, and your ability. And, you know, I talk to my buddy Bruce Warwick out there all the time. You know, he and I are great friends, and he says how much they love you, you know, and and you're just a, you know, pleasure to have and and doing phenomenal. Just got to keep grinding. I just, if you had, I didn't know if you had a little time, maybe Saturday to come down to Virginia and cover a punt. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
4: I'd love to, because, you know, since I've been starting, I got snatched off of, you know, most of the special teams, so I kind of miss it, so I'd be glad to
1: yeah yeah well we miss we missed that and uh i love the fact that all you guys cut your teeth in special teams you know and it gave you an edge over everybody so it's been really really fun
0: hey john pete cronin here uh, i got a question for you rookie year four preseason games six regular season games going to week seven seven plus four is 11 that's the equivalent of almost a full college season and you're not even halfway through the pro season, pro season yet how's it feel
4: Oh, man, it's a, like they say, Coach Wade says it's a 16-round fight, and uh, we're going at it right now. Well, actually, it's a 20-round fight That's you mentioned uh, preseason. But uh, it, it's crazy. You just got to take care of your body and be a pro about things and uh, just take it one week at a time. And right now, what is it, week seven? So uh, we're not even halfway there yet, so I just got to keep grinding.
2: John, uh, what did the BC football experience mean to you, and how did it catapults you into a starter for the L.A. Rams in their secondary?
4: Oh, it meant a lot to me. You know, just from a above-the-neck uh, aspect, you know, I think I had to jump on most of the guys that, was in, that were in the draft with me, just from being a, a smart guy, savvy guy. And um, BC just prepared me, so I, I can't... I tip my hat off to the coaching staff, everybody that has came through Boston College and that I've interacted with. Um, I've just been so prepared, and uh, it's paying off in the long run, so... I just want to tip my hat off and thank everyone that helped me out throughout the process, and uh, it's been great.
2: And your coach, Sean McVeigh, I watched the video today of him in the locker room, similar to Steve Adazio, jacked up. He's got a lot of energy. He's 31 years old, so he's not much older than you. What's it like to play for him? Oh, it's a new field. It's
4: kind of like um, my experience
2: at Boston College. You know, Coach Adazio's first year was my first year.
4: Uh, this is Coach Sean McVeigh's first year, so it's kind of the same feel. And uh, we're kind of setting the foundation for what we're going to be in the future. And uh, I'm, I enjoy him. He's a great guy. He's a very smart coach. He knows offense, defense, special teams alike. So, I mean, he, he, we get after it, and I, I love it. And we're off to a decent start, and uh, we plan on finishing strong.
0: Well, The success you've had, John, as a team is pretty impressive to this point. Uh, you obviously a rookie, another kind of rookie question. Who are the, some of the guys that are mentoring you out there in the secondary and I guess with the, with the team in general?
4: Uh, Cody Davis, you know, I, I play alongside him right now. LaMarcus Joyner, he's also a great mentor. He's been helping me out a lot. He's hurt right now, and um, I'm doing my best to fill in for him. And uh, so those two guys have been pivotal for me. Um, the, our coaching staff, the DB coaches, oh, man, they're – we have – it's kind of like yin and yang, Like the safeties coach, he's more chill and laid back, but the corners coach, he's kind of in your face, so I kind of get the best of both worlds. And uh, those guys, they just help me out.
1: That's awesome. Well, you had you know Coach Campanelli in your face, and uh, so you're used to that right now.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that, That's what I like. I think as a defensive back position, that's what you need. So I, I thank Coach Campanelli. I still talk to him a bunch, so it's great.
2: And, John, can you ask for a better place to play? I mean, some rookies end up in Cleveland. You're Hollywood John <laughs> Johnson now. Probably, you got Malibu out the front door. you got uh, the Hollywood sign probably out your back door. Where are you living out there?
4: Uh, yeah, I live in Calabasas. So uh, not too far from Malibu, about 15-minute drive. Hollywood, about 30 minutes. I'm right in the mix, but uh, it's beautiful. Like I said, when I answered the phone, it's a dream come true. Like L.A., I could never guess that. So I'm enjoying it, and I actually, I want to be out here for a while. So
1: well, not I too much guess. Hollywood then. You know what I mean? Forget about the Hollywood. <laughs> nah, no, I'm I mean, just just grungy.
4: With the Los Angeles Rams, I want to be out here for a while. So, sorry,
0: if you got your board all waxed up and you, you're taking going for Big Sur and all that, you be taking up uh, surfing.
4: Oh no, 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 no! I don't mess with the water like that. I go sit down and relax <laughs> on the beach. But I don't really get in the water. That's not my
2: thing.
0: <laughs> That's all good.
2: Well, you know what? You guys are going to London, right? Yeah, we are. We um, we're actually still in Jacksonville right now until
4: Thursday. Then we head out to London kind of weird because i just came from ireland last year so back over the pond and uh, it should be fun
2: that's gonna be a great trip you got the arizona cardinals so what it's gonna be like for you to play adrian peterson he's their new running back
4: oh man that's a division game huge game for us if we want to you know make the playoffs and then adrian peterson he's adrian peterson you saw him last week people thought he was down and out but uh he exploded on back on the team and uh it'd be similar to the game that we just played, it'll be a physical game. Leonard Fournette, he's a great back, and he showed us that. Uh, we got out with a win, but it'll be a tough one in London against Agent Peterson and the Cardinals.
2: Well, it's certainly been a lot of fun to watch you, John. Continued success. We're all rooting for you in BC
1: Nation. All the best to you, John. Oh, we're all, we're all excited it. for you. We're happy for you. Everybody on the team talks about you and brags on you, so we're really proud of you.
4: Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I might make a guest appearance at one of these games coming up. But I'm not going to say which one though.
1: No. All right, great. Well, I can't wait, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you.
2: All right, Have good. fun in looking London, John. To... John. Good luck. Thank you so much. You got it. See all you, John. Later, John Johnson. Now that's a BC guy, right?
1: Oh yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he's awesome.
2: From academically, locker room, on the field, he's got all. He's got everything.
1: Here's a guy that was not heavily recruited who came to B.C., excelled in the classroom, excelled as a leader and a person, developed on the football field, and and will, will play a long time in that league because he's smart, he's tough, and he's going to make good decisions and, and, and just somebody that everybody, you know, we can all be proud of.
2: Yeah, no, well said. John Johnson, continued success to him with the L.A. Rams. This is the B.C. Football Show. Another special guest coming back right after this from Anheuser-Busch. Full house backfield. Full backs of Chris Lindstrom, from Colton Cardinal. Hand off Dillon. Running left with a hole to the five. To the end zone. Oh, A.J. Dillon. You are the man.
3: Exclamation point. Touchdown, Boston College. Welcome back to the Boston College Football Show. Presented by Bud Light. To talk more X's and O's with Coach Adazio, here again, John Meterperell.
2: And welcome back to the B.C. Football Show. Good to hear from John Johnson, B.C. Star Safety, now with the L.A. Rams. And the guests keep coming here, Coach Adazio, after B.C. beats Louisville 45-42. we got a guy who's gearing up for the hoop season, Jim Christian, B.C. basketball coach. Good to see you.
5: Meter, how are you? I, I hate to take Pete's spot, though. I mean, he's well, – you know, I feel you, awful about did that. you ever play linebacker? He, no, no. I wasn't too small for linebacker.
2: <laughs> You're a heck of a basketball player, though, that we know. And you are a jack for the season, November 10th, the opener, at County Forum against Maine, as the Eagles have a lot of promise this year. And, Coach, you know, I talk to a lot of people. People say, how about that BC backcourt? That's going to be one of the best backcourts in the country with Jerome Robinson and Kai Bowman. And I think it is. Would you agree?
5: Well, oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, like I said, I've said it publicly a bunch of times. I don't, I don't know if they're the best, but I don't know if there's anybody better. I mean, they're as good as anybody. They 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 do everything you need them to do. They work hard. They're dedicated. They're loyal to BC. They're loyal to the things that we're doing here in this program. And, and they're growing, getting better and better. And, and and you can't substitute experience. You're talking about, you know, one guy is a freshman that played roughly 30 minutes a game in ACC play. And, and Jerome really was his first full season because, remember, he, he broke his wrist right. after eight games his first year. So yeah. Um, you know, I think his body's gotten stronger and better, and, and and they just they just lead in a lot of different ways.
2: What's the preseason like for basketball? It's going to be a grind. Coach Dazio can attest to that. But what do you do to lead up to November 10th to get him ready?
5: I mean, it's, it's probably the same. You know, implementing system and trying to figure out every day. Okay, what are they grasping? What are they not grasping? What are the things that that we have to do because it's not the same. You don't play the same every year. Your personnel is a little bit different. So, uh, especially on the defensive end of the floor, we don't have his. Much of depth in the backcourt that, that we probably would like. We have two great players, we, we, but, so we have to find ways to play things so they can get a little bit of rest and at the same time uh, improve our team. That was the area I thought we really needed to improve was was perimeter defense.
2: Yeah, and also you bring in a fifth year this year, Coach. You've gone that route a couple of times. they got a kid named Deontay Teddy Hawkins out of Illinois State, and he was a terrific scorer last year. And Every publication you pick up and read, they think this guy's going to be a star.
5: Well, he, you know, it's funny, being around him, you, you, you can see why certain people have been part of winning programs. And, and he's really unbelievably coachable. He's most vocal guy on our team. He's he understands everything you put in. He's done a really, really good job of just, you know, jumping in there and getting to know his teammates. But at the same time, he's you know instilling in them how important certain things are. Like he's the guy that kind of stops practice if if it dips a little bit and, and, and explains how important it is. and totally focused when we're doing things so he's he's really really been impressive in a lot of different ways not obviously you know we've been a little bit lack at the four offensively he gives gives us an offensive punch a guy that can shoot the ball but he also can really score in the post and you know we haven't had that option at that position so those three guys I think you know they give us three guys that on any given night you know could get 20 on anybody
2: Steve you can speak to this how tough is it to integrate a fifth year into the program and get them to buy in
1: has a lot to do with, as, as Jim was saying, you know, kind of, you know, what their background is, what their character level is. And when you get a guy that, like we had Murphy here, was a high character guy and uh, came from a good program, was a high character and had a really tremendous influence uh, on our team. And then, you know, Kai Bowman is, it seems like to me, a guy that can put people on his back and you get a chemistry between those guys and it lifts your whole team up.
5: Uh, would you agree with that? You yeah, know, question. It's all about why they're here. You know what I mean? Like you,
1: the whole thing
5: is, are they about winning or are they trying to get numbers? And, and, and Deontay right now is about winning and he really wants to be part of this. And, and, and he saw it. That's why he ended up coming here. He saw the developments of, of kind of what's happening inside the program. He wanted to play with those two guys and, and, uh, and just kind of build us up. And, and, and I think we've also, you know, gotten great contributions from some freshmen, um, you know, in particular, a young man named Stephon Mitchell. Stefan 68 230 pound kid who's he just gets it I mean he's tough he's hard-nosed he's he's a great rebounder and just has a really good feel for what it takes to win
2: what are you looking for both of you guys when you go on the recruiting trail uh, what what's your prototype BC basketball player
5: you know a, a lot of understanding is, is a big part of it you know you have to there's got to be things you have to have transferable skills skills that you can do that you know you're coming in the door with that are going to make you be successful right away. And the other, t- the other thing you have to look for is is their basketball IQ or their aptitude. How quickly do they pick things up? And all kids go through some struggles, and can they get through those adversities and remain confident? That's a hard part of it. That was the one thing that stood out when I was recruiting Bowman, was that nothing could take away from his confidence. I mean, you forget he scored zero points against Nickel State. Oh, I remember. He had zero, five turnovers, and I closed my eyes for half the game that he was playing. <laughs> <laughs> but but it didn't phase him. The next day he comes to play. The next day he comes to work. And it never took away from his confidence. And I think that's really what, what Division One college athletics at high level is, is that it may not go your way, but you better be able to bounce back and, and, and remain confident. And, and
2: Steve Bowman was a football recruit. North <laughs> yeah. Carolina wanted him to play yeah. receiver. And yeah. he comes to BC and he's a star on the backcourt. But is that similar uh, recruiting yeah. act Yeah.
1: I mean, I think... I think and along with that, you have to be able to get guys that you feel can come in here and, and handle the work here academically and, and, and can, you know, adapt to the culture that you want on your, in your, within your program. And I know at gyms and like ours, it's, it starts with toughness and being able to take hard coaching. And then be able to, you know, fit in with a group of guys that, hey, they're going to go to class. They're going to do their, you know, they're going to do the work they have to do and be good citizens and high character. Because here, everybody wants to be proud of, they all want us to win, but they also want to be proud of of the guys that are representing this university. So you have to have all those factors have to come together.
2: And you guys have the enviable task of being coaches in the ACC, but the unenviable task of being in the toughest conferences in America. I'm sure, Jim, there's many nights where you say, man, we got North Carolina, we got Duke, we got Miami, who's now a power. It's on and on and on. There's really no let up in this conference, is there?
5: Oh, no question. I mean, again, it's, it's fun, though. It's why you do it. And it's, uh, you know, and when you finally get the pieces that you know you can compete, and I think really this is, you know, going into my now fourth year, I feel like now we finally have a really good foundation. It's the first time we've returned a double figure scoring, nevertheless, two of them. Um, so it's not a total rebuild anymore. So it's exciting. It's exciting for our kids. They get it. Um, it's exciting for our fan base to, to see those type of teams and those type of players come in. And it makes it fun every single night. But, but with that time, I mean, every league is challenging. I mean, this is this is without question the best league in the country. But every league is challenging.
2: Yeah, no, that's true. It's certainly the, the quality of play is cranked up. Uh, someone said to me earlier, you got to ask Coach Christian about what the heck's going on in college basketball. And... Luckily, in our backyard, who was we don't that have person? You, you
5: decided to ask that question, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. No question. No, no, you decided to ask this that question. This is a Twitter
2: uh, follower. Yeah, who said, uh, you know, if you care to uh, expound on this situation about what the heck is going on in college
5: basketball? You know, I probably know as much as I read, right? I mean, I, I read it with everybody else. It's obviously, uh, it's a tough time, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on now that, that. Uh, at the end of the day, it could be very, very good for college basketball, and, and uh, sometimes you got to go through those type of situations for everything to, to get cleared out. But, I mean, I know about as much as the person who asked the question because all I, all I know about it is what I read. So it's, uh, it's sad for a lot of people, but at the same time, I think it's really good for college basketball.
2: It's a developing situation. I, I would agree with you, too. I think hopefully this will bring some fresh air in, Coach. And you both have challenges. There's no doubt about that. But when you look at this team this year, What do you think your biggest challenge is?
5: Our biggest challenge? is health. I mean, when you have, you know, when you have guys like that, you know, health is a big part of it. As Steve, you know, we've seen firsthand with Steve is, you know, it's, it's, everybody says next man up mentality, but there are some holes that become big and that next man is, he's going to do everything he can, but he's, he's not that guy, you know, so when you're, you have, when you have key players your key players have to stay healthy, Um, you know, the ball's got to go your way a little bit, but. Uh, That's not different from any other program. When when, when every team in the league has got key players, and and when their key players don't get hurt, it's really, really difficult for everybody to adapt. We saw that in the NFL with the Packers. Um, It happens. It's tough. It's part of the sports. But that next man, he's a great kid, and he's going to work hard, but he may not be that guy.
2: Steve, you're familiar with that. Next man up.
1: Next man up. You know, I just also wanted to add this, you know. Like, I know Jim does everything the right way. At BC, we try to do everything the right way with, with, with a high ethical standard. I tell you for me personally, they gotta ride these people right out of our sports that are cheating. I'm not into this cheating thing, okay? And uh, I don't you know I got a son that's breaking into this business right now. He's a graduate assistant at Ohio State, and I wanna preserve the great sport of football and basketball. And I think what we have to do is squeeze this out. I wish I wish it would go back into the high school coach level and let the high school coaches have have more involvement and, and, and just Keep our sports great, you know, and I, I just a great appreciation for a guy like Jim. You know, this work, hard work and toughness and build your program and all this other nonsense to me is—I had about enough of it, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah, I think we all have—that's for sure—and hopefully it will be the end of it. But Coach Christian, great to see you. Thanks for coming by.
5: Me too. Thank you Good so luck, much, Coach. Reg- congratulations. Again. Thanks, Jim. Thanks great for job. coming.
2: Jim Christian, BC Basketball, November 10th at County Forum against Maine. Terrific games on the schedule. Check out bceagles.com for more ticket information. <laughs> he said he wants to call a game with me and Pete. Hey, feel free, come on in. It'll be like the Monday Night Football days. We'll preview the Virginia game coming up with Coach Adasio after this from Bletzer and Bletzer. Swade gives it. This time, Dylan trying to shed a tackle. He does! Pass the 30, 35 40, 45 50, 45. Darrell on his horse in Derby City. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! What a miraculous run by A.J. Dylan! His fourth touchdown of the game and no flags!
3: The Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light, continues. Here again, John Meter Yeah,
2: I gotta tell you, Coach, both Pete and I came out of our seats when A.J. Dylan. Dillon- Absolutely flicked Chucky Williams, one of the better safeties in the league, like he was a flea onto the turf, and he was gone for 75. One of the best runs yeah. you've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I mean it reminded me. Remember when Andre ran over the DB from NC State that time? And you know, I remember saying, "Wow." And in that one there, I just said, "Wow." You know, <laughs> I told Brian White, I go, "Is that on your clinic tape?" You know, coaching all that right there. <laughs> I'll tell you. Right back, He'll be out Coach. giving clinics, you know, like he, that's part of his drill work or something.
2: <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be a lot more to come from A.J. Dillon. Time now for our keys to the game, brought to you by the all-new McGovern Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. They have a great selection of over 400 cars to choose from. 777 Washington Street in Newton or McGovernJeep.com. What do you got for the Wahoos of Virginia this week?
1: Well, the Wahoos are playing at a high level with a lot of confidence right now. And, you know, they're a good football team. We've got to kind of go down and and, and be who we are. And um, as we've said a million times here, you know, I kind of really like to see special teams. We've been really good and and strong, but I'd like to see a a game breaker in special teams and continue to play great on defense. And on offense, we've got to keep our explosiveness, and it can't just be one-dimensional. So hopefully uh, we'll have a healthy good week and we'll get some guys back and and, and, and load it up down there you know full complement so I'm really looking forward to, to, to playing this game
0: go win like the Louisville game great momentum it's a validation for all the hard work uh, I was there I was at team Mass before the game and father Jack made reference to you know the the fruits of your labor you know mm-hmm. it's time to time to reap the reap the benefits reap the harvest you can see the positive impact of a game like that, but is there a risk coming off of that and you've been grinding? It's going to be hard to keep the focus on the grind.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, there's no doubt. You know, I look at some of these guys like, like AJ, like Anthony, and I had a long talk today with, I won't say who, but about what it takes right now, and Connor Strahan helped me with it. What, what is it teaching these young guys on what it really takes? We were just talking about at the NFL level to week in and week out, take care of your body, how you have to be super proactive, how, you know, this game we had, it was great, okay? And and, and, and really for me, the radio show tonight is the last time I'm going to speak about it. And we've got to get back in here and get grinded, which we're doing obviously already, and uh, and, and get ready for this game. And guys have got to take care of themselves and understand that this is that time of the year where, you know, stuff happens because some people don't handle it very well, you know?
0: Well, the thing, too, is the leadership component always comes up. And I recall playing on very good football teams. You didn't dwell on a a loss or a failure very long. And when you had a run of success, like like win streaks, you could celebrate the victory the day of the game, but you began to drift, your focus began to shift. To, to the next opponent almost immediately. Yeah, no doubt. You need you need that six days of preparation, psychological preparation, to really get the mind right, so that you can be best prepared to compete the following time, following week. And that's a that's a that, that gets back to my original question. It's that challenge that leadership teaching these guys that yeah. they really they can't dwell on their laurels.
1: Well, we don't have a, you know a, a, a ton of healthy seniors right now out there. So, quite frankly, I, I already have my mind made up. You know, uh, tomorrow morning we're we're out in that field and and. I can tell you, as, as the leader of this organization, I'm going to be going 100 miles an hour tomorrow morning. And I'm going to be demanding and on top of everybody as hard as I can be. Because when you win, you need to coach them harder. And we won a game, and we got to go coach them harder right now and understand and get ready for what's going to be coming down the pike here on Saturday.
2: We're looking forward to another big win in Charlottesville on Saturday. Coach, congratulations. Great All job. Right, thanks,
1: John. Appreciate it. Good job, Coach. Steve, thanks. Always Steve Adazzi
2: on the B.C. Football Show. Don't forget as well, Friday night, Boylan Heights, B.C. Gridiron Club Bash in Charlottesville, 4 to 6 p.m. Saturday morning, tailgate with Paul Friscione and Don Garrett and his crew. B.C. Gridiron Club outdoor tent and tailgate music, food, and fun if you're headed down to Charlottesville. He's the coach, Steve Dazzi. He's Pete Cronin. Producer Steve Giaccio, Jason Bob, Barry Gallett, Reggie Terry, everybody here at Jacob Joe's. Great to see you. We'll be back again Saturday at noon on the BCIMG Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody. Good night from Jacob Joe's.
4: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too